Today is the last but one Sunday in the year. And we need to express our gratitude to God that we have seen this day. Last year by this time, I was reminded this morning, last year by this time many churches couldn't go to church, to the physical premises. But today, we are here. So it's enough for us to give God praise. Hallelujah. So let's always learn never to take anything for granted. Uh, I've always said, like my father said, uh, maybe when I tell you this, you've heard it several times, so probably you are tired, but I don't get tired. When I see a parking space, I thank God. So that's something as, something as somebody may consider trivial. Why do you thank God for parking space? The whole idea is if you can thank God for the little, you will see the much. So let's get into the attitude of always thanking God. In every situation we find ourselves. Let's always thank God. Let's always thank God. There are people in our... I put something on Facebook. I don't know. I think I put it on the church platform. It's not what we have that matters the most in life. It's who we have. You know, people matter more than things. So do you have people in your life? You have a wife, you have a son, you have a daughter, you have children. Do we have members in our church? Do we have pastors? Do we have a prime minister even though we are praying for him? Because he needs our prayer. The point is people matter more than things. So if you have some people in your life, be grateful. Good people. Thank you, Mama B. Not destructive people. Amen. So I want you one minute, I want you to thank God. Put your hands together and thank God. Thank Him. <laughs> and then, and then thank God for the people that God has put in your life. Shout Amen. Okay, today I want to round off what um, I've been teaching so that next week we'll focus. Next week is the special end of year Thanksgiving service. So next year we're going to cons- next week we're going to concentrate on thanksgiving but what provokes thanksgiving is remembrance please write it down what provokes thanksgiving what makes you thankful in life is remembering forgetfulness provokes thanklessness when we forget how far God has brought us or who has helped us you know this church will not be where we are without people. Good people. Faithful people. Loyal people. Consistent people. And this church will not be where it is without a consistent pastor. Yeah, consistent, die hard, no nonsense, uh, no matter what, stickability. So, it's very important that we learn not to be forgetful. Forgetful, forgetful. The whole of this month, winners is teaching on fullness. And it is here for me to preach. Nobody be here to set up a microphone for me to hold. But somebody is here to set up the microphone. It's enough to be thankful. You can be preaching to empty chairs, even though we can preach to empty chairs like we did during the first lockdown, to an empty to a screen, not sure whether people are watching or not. But for you to have people in your life, you need to be thankful. Good people. Again, good people. Amen.
So, let me read through this so that we can move on. Today the title is part two of I don't owe you anything. Now, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, really? I don't owe you anything. Add the word really. Look at your neighbor and say, are you sure you don't owe me anything? There are people who say, I don't owe you anything. And like the British cockney say, anything. They say, I don't. So today we are going to look at the subject, I don't owe you anything. Really? Is that really true? That we don't owe people anything. Is it really true? Is it really true? So, forgetfulness is one of the most grievous mistakes anyone can make in this life. It opens the door to, to our own destruction. Lucifer was created. He created himself. Like many human beings, they come to a place where they think they made themselves. I'm a bishop because I was consecrated. It was not bought online. I went all the way to Atlanta to be consecrated as a bishop, episcopally. I carry all the gowns and the cross. Somebody put their hand on my head and put the mitre on my head and gave me a gown and gave me a cross. Somebody, it was not just God. God used men. God uses people to make us. So, remember God and remember the people. Your amen is gone. We have just started, so you better say more amens. Today I intend to go through the notes. I don't want to be elder sacrifice. I was instructed, son, go through the notes. Let them hear everything before we do the dancing next week Sunday. Are you ready for dancing next Sunday? Come with your Christmas uh, hat like Johanna has got a hat on. Johanna, I'll be borrowing it for next week. Will you lend it to me? He said yes. Well done, Johanna. So, Satan, Lucifer was put in place of authority by God. Perhaps he could not handle the glory and the honor that the position brought him. Soon he forgot. Everybody say soon. How soon people forgot. I mean forget. Soon he forgot. Look. Lift up your head. If Lucifer can forget in heaven, you can forget on earth. You and me can forget on earth. You know, I was reminded, you, um, one day he followed me to go and preach somewhere. This week, this thought came. To preach somewhere, and he came back, and they said something. So they fired him or something. They, they fired him from his job. He kept following until he got a new job. You don't forget things like that. Everything about people in this church, there are things I don't forget. That's why we keep carrying on the way we keep carrying on. Don't forget. He soon forgot. He soon forgot. He soon forgot all the investments that had been made in him and wanted to take over God's throne. You know, when recently we had an issue here about our church rent. We have secret disciples like our sister the, or the third row. Secret disciples put resources into the church bank account so Bishop will not be arrested. A few people. 
heard what I said online and went secretly and put resources in a bank account so the landlord will not kick us out. You don't forget those kind of people. My life was under threat. Some remember, some forgot. Like Pastor Daly said yesterday, it is not abnormal to be closer to people who help you compared to those who don't. So, there will always be favorites in people's lives. Out of the disciples, Jesus had 12 disciples, then he had three who went everywhere with him. Then I couldn't complain about it. There was nothing they could do about it. Because he had a special place and contribution in Jesus' ministry. Then out of the three, there was only one whose head was on Jesus' breast, whom they called the Beloved. Jesus loved John more because John loved Jesus more. People who love you more, you are definitely normally, common-sensely closer to them than those who don't help you. It's normal. It's not, there's nothing you argue about that one. You must be, you must be doing. There will always be favorites in people's lives. Because of their contribution to those people. Everybody here, you are favorites. You didn't just, it didn't happen by abracadabra. It happened because of the people's relationship with you. It's the same with God. Look, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where Jeremiah was a good guy, Elijah was a good guy, all these guys were great guys. But there's only one person God describes as a man after my own heart. That's David. Because of thankfulness. A life of gratitude. A man of... He didn't call anybody else. A man after my own heart. Because of what David... How David's relationship was with God. Then he said to Achan, Dathan, and Abiram, I speak to Moses face to face. You. I see you once in a while. But you touch the person whom I speak to face to face. So, the advice on that point is, make yourself a favorite of God. Make yourself. It's not a gift. It's not claimable. Make yourself a favorite of God. Make yourself a favorite of your church. Make yourself a favorite of your family. It's you who make it happen. Is an amen coming? So don't argue when you see somebody closer to Don't get into those. Uh, they are unwinnable battles. They are not going to change until your relationship with them changes for the better. This is normal. Are you with me? This is not spiritual. We're talking common sense. This is common sense. Don't spiritualize everything. I'm speaking to... Oh, that reminds me. Last week's message and two weeks' message. Was it hot? Guess where the message is trending? And is benefiting the Dominican Republic. They carried the hot message and are firing it everywhere, including their relatives. What some people find too hot, the Dominican Republic. Sorry? They said this pastor is not playing. Forgetfulness will kill you and I. It's a killer. 
Dominican Republic. Somebody said, a pastor sent me a message from the minister's workshop. The first one I taught two weeks ago. He said, this message is a message after my heart. I could read how she was, the, the intensity of the health of Zacatas. Forgetfulness is a killer. Don't forget. Everybody say, Amen. I'm trying to stay with my notes. Everybody say, Father, help Bishop to stay with the notes. And occasional, Amen. God has answered your prayer. Are you enjoying this? From creation, humans naturally have the tendency to forget the good done to them. So much so that, watch this, several times in the Bible, even God had to say several times, remember, remember. Rem- God has to say, remember, <laughs> who, who, who are we? The word remember appears in the Bible 148 times. Abba. And then forget not appears 24 times. Forget not. Oh. Which means all of us, including pastors, have the tendency to forget. Pastor Alex has been our pastor for many years, since 1988. He's still our pastor. I'm a bishop. He calls me my bishop. It's even embarrassing. My bishop, you pastor, you pastor me. You are my pastor. You still, my, you call me every time he calls me my bishop. It's even embarrassing. From eighty-eight, every Christmas. This week is Christmas present will land clean. How do you forget? He ordained me to ministry. He baptized my children. He dedicated my children. He gave me the first opportunity to preach in his pulpit. How can I forget my pastor? We won't forget to. Gratitude and thank. Did you know my wife had a procedure recently? You see, let me not go there. My wife had a procedure this, this month. Or last month. Last month. Guess who calls every week to check on her? My pastor. How can I forget him? How can I forget the Levites? When God says, don't forget your Levites. Don't forget your pastors. Why didn't you know about it? Let's not get all caught up with things pertaining to us that we forget to ask about people who matter to us. I'm not just talking about us. Among, look, one thing I wrote here, I was going to get there. This church eh, is full of good people. You just need eyes to see. People in this church are good people. If you don't know that people in this church are good people, you have a problem. People are naturally good. It's the way you relate to them which determines how you see them. Do everything to preserve relationships. Good ones. Amen there. Do you know what's happening to your neighbor? 
Do you know what's happening in people's lives? Do we check up on people? Or even Omicron has not come near us, but we are so preoccupied. We need to remember. Let's build relationships in such a way that they can tell us certain sensitive things about themselves without thinking that you would rather pray that he died. Hey, I think the house... Are you all alright? Yeah. When I move from the notes, it's got to do with the Spirit of God wanting something stressed. Uh, so, it's not deviation. So, remember that. If I'm going for a... Listen, lift up your head. I'm, your, I'm, a, I'm the pastor of this church. I'm your pastor or I'm the pastor of this church, one or the other. If I'm going for a procedure, should I be able to tell some of you? I'm asking you a question. It's not a trick. Should I be able to tell you, intercede for your pastor? There are many pastors going through things they can't tell their congregation. Why is that the case? Why are people going through certain things in churches? It's not a house of Judah thing. That they can't tell certain people. Why is that the case? We must be so open. We're not saying share all your private matter. But there are certain things that, you know, Bible says they went two by two. There are certain things that you should have certain shoulders that you can cry on. If Muslims have shoulders they can cry on, why don't Christians have shoulders they can cry on? Why can't somebody tell you, I'm going for a procedure, so intercede for me? Why should they be afraid that you'll be praying that they die? And there's a lot of that out there. I pray that is not here. It's very important we hear these things. Gratitude and thanksgiving. Like we heard from Papa. And you see, when I was preaching this thing, I heard Papa, did you watch the message I sent on WhatsApp? The messages I put on WhatsApp, I'm the pastor of this church, so God gives me things to give to you online to add, they are supplements to what you hear on Sunday. And sometimes you need, you need a five-fold ministry. Every church needs a five-fold ministry to be balanced. We can't bring guest speakers here during this lockdown. So these are guest speakers that have graces that you must, they are recommended from your pastor for you to listen to, to add to what I'm teaching you so you become balanced. You don't only need a pastor, you need an apostle, you need an evangelist, you need a prophet, you need a teacher. You need all the five to become balanced. So when we put those things there, they are supplements to what you hear on Sunday. So you become all rounded. Are you there? Tomorrow I'm going to put the one from Polynesia called God Kills People. Watch all of it. God kills and God makes alive. God pulls down one and lifts up the other. It's all in the scriptures. God removes people whom he has promoted and demotes them. It's all in the scriptures. Watch all of it so you know that God kills people. You need balanced diet. You don't need nice, nice. The other day, we went for evangelism. And him and his children were, went for evangelism. And they had their coats on. One of them had their jacket open. And the way the father reacted to the guy, he didn't, he didn't, the jacket was open, and it's raining, and the gentleman's jacket was open. His reaction was not, oh, it's okay, jacket is open, rain will do you good. No, the way the person reacted, I didn't get involved, because there's a time when you must tell people, 
Why is your jacket open when it's raining? And there's a time you must say, well done. You, you, you don't do, you don't play nice when you're supposed to be a disciplinarian. And that's what pastors are not there to, to make you laugh all the time. They are not jokers. Where you need to be corrected, you need to be corrected. Where you need to be praised, you need to be praised. And that's what par- good parents do for their children. Am I, am I talking sense or am I? So I'll be using you people as examples to explain the things I'm saying. Because you do that naturally, so you should do the same in church. So when you misbehave in church, we can't let you go scot-free because you are heading for uh, the canal. You won't get there. I say you will not fall off. Gratitude and thanksgiving. Listen, never ends. You never come to a place where you say, I have stopped thanking God. I have stopped thanking people. Gratitude never ends. That's where the title of this message comes from. I don't owe you anything. Really? Really? In the day of my calamity, the only person who was there for my wife and I were Pastor Johnson and his wife. I don't, can't forget that day. Nobody was there. When the Christians were saying, arrest him. It was a Muslim solicitor who said to me, get on with your life. Christians were saying, kill him. It was a Muslim solicitor who said, get on with your life. How can people forget? There are things you don't know. I'm telling you, there are things, church people, worldwide, there are things you don't know. So please mind your business. Mind your Christianity. And stop pointing fingers at people. About things you don't know in churches. I've told you this is not a house of Judah thing. Some of us, we are called to do this. Years ago. And you see, Read about notice God gives examples of people who, who, who had terrible behavior and people who had good behavior. He put all in the Bible. So it's not people are pastors are bitter. No. Examples need to be given for us not to repeat those mistakes. Yeah. Now listen to this. On Monday, I had some guests in my house. And I didn't even, I haven't even told you this. I was upstairs in the bathroom getting ready. And listen to what I heard. It was so strong, when I came down, I was going to tell those who were in the house that, Hey, listen to what I just heard. I was upstairs. This is what I heard. What I heard was, never say never. God said, never say never. What did he mean? He was saying, nobody in any church or business or organization should ever say, I will never forget or never be disloyal. He said, Tell them, nobody should ever say, never. I will never do that. You are likely to forget. I'm likely to never say, I will never be disloyal. Never say, ah, you, how can I forget you? You can forget. Never say, never. Some people were disloyal in the church. And when um, they did what they did, somebody said, Hey, if this person can be disloyal, I am praying that I will never become disloyal. Guess what they did? They did the same. 
Everybody say, never say never. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, never say, I will never forget. No. Don't, don't do it. You can come to a place where you can forget. Never say never. One day, somebody changed their name into my name. It's all there. They said I was such a good pastor in this church. I was such a good pastor, reliable pastor, dependable pastor. What a pastor. So they thought, I'm such a good guy, that they changed their natural surname. By default, by the depot. Thank you for teaching me another way. By deep depot. How do you spell it? D-P D-E-P-O Deed Po They changed their name by Deed Po D whatever Basically I was such a good pastor perfect pastor and the children Changed their surname, biological. Um, she changed her name into my surname and now started carrying Hattonwood as a name officially in Great Britain. My wife asked, Are you sure? He said, Ah, this name is a blessed name, anointed name. Ah, it will be forever. Ah. Years later, she took off from the church up to today, up to today, and went to change it back. What makes a person change their original biological birth name to somebody's name? And somewhere later, forgetfulness. Church people across all the continents never. Say never. Before you change your name, <laughs> remember the real reason why you change your name and let it remain in your head so you don't revert it back to your original name. If a person can be that good, that perfect, and you change your name to his name, what happened? What happened? People can shift and switch on you. That's why you must discover yourself properly. There is nobody who lives my... I've said it before. You may not like it like my father says. It doesn't matter. Nobody. Nobody who lives my life today, yesterday or tomorrow, will, never, will ever change who I will be in life. Nobody. And you must adopt the same strategy. Not one. If even I live your life as your pastor which I can, get on with your Christian life. I didn't save you. Change the name. Go to Hudson Wood, pure. Pure and clean. <laughs> That's why you must never say never. Nana, are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you serious? She forgot. People can forget 
Mama Alberta is over 70 years. If I say Mama Alberta, sit down. She sits down. She's far older than me. She calls us my father and my mother. She never takes decisions, critical decisions, without consulting her mother. You, you are only 20. You are only 25. You are only 30. Clap for her. Clap for this over 70 years. This clapping is disrespectful and dishonorable. Come on, you can do better than that. You need to get what I'm saying, oh. Yo. <laughs> yes, honor and respect. Did you know the story I just gave you about somebody? Did you know about it? You see, that's why I say you don't know things in churches. So, when people are trying to deceive you, draw you out, and do certain funny, funny things in churches, don't join them. Because when the lashes come, you will get some. After the lashes, they are coming. Because anytime you become disloyal, this loyalty begins with independence. You are in a church. All of a sudden, you have become independent. Everybody is going this way. You have decided to go that way. Then it moves to offense. You become offended at people in church. At offense at the pastor. The one that shocked me the most from Bishop Oedipo was people offended at him. This big man. <laughs> you are offended at Bishop Oedipo. Are you really alright? It's deception. Yeah, so, dependence to uh, what? Offense. Then you become critical. Critical. This method has been preached. I'm sure it's me. If it's you, take it and <laughs> do a 360 degree turn around. Surely you are in the church there or online. So it must be you. Because God will not be saying things that does not affect you or, or me. It's me God is preaching to us and preaching. It's me. I'm also in the message. Then you become from critical. When you start criticizing churches and criticizing people, criticizing leaders, criticizing members, even the sound, what's going on with the sound. Meanwhile, you don't know how to spell sound. You move from there to passive. Now you become passive. Passive in the church. Then you come to a place where you become what? Deceived. You think you are something that you are not. It's all because of forgetfulness. You become deluded. Passive. Everybody's going that way. There's a food bank going on. I don't care. There's a, uh, it's a Christmas dinner. I don't care. You become passive. And because you are not doing anything, you manufacture things you thought you saw. Then you come to a place where you are deceived. You think you are something you are not. Then you come to the political stage where you now say, people are saying, pastor, people are saying, and people are saying, that message you have been preaching is not popular at all. Oh. People are saying, you know, this kind of message, they don't like this kind of message in church. Tough. Jump into the sea. This message is not changing because that's what God wants us to hear before 2022. Jump into the sea. I was told this morning, God told me again, I'm warning you. Told me, I'm warning you. I told you when I called you, Jeremiah 1. Fear not their faces. You see, look, I fear God. Oh. I'm not perfect, but God, if he says, say it, I can promise you, it will be said. And if it's supposed to be said softly, it will be said softly. It's supposed to be said hardly. The Bible says, rebuke them that cause, mark those who cause division and avoid. There are people you must avoid in church. Romans eleven sixteen is there. Political stage, people are saying. Then, 
open rebellion. These are the stages of disloyalty. You come to a place where openly rebellious. And the end of all rebellious people is what? Execution. Go and read the book, Loyalty, by Bishop Dark. This is just a summary. Never say never. I can get up one day and say, I've forgotten that any of you paid tithe here. That would be demented. That's dementia. Look at the, the, the people who are working in the, in the cold, fixing up this thing for this food bank and shoebox. How can you forget they stood in the cold? How can you forget people who come here very early to set this place up? There are things you can't forget and must not forget. You and I must not forget. So you didn't know? Yes. So, so just in case any of you want to change your name, don't do it. Don't, 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 don't. Keep your name, please. Keep your, change it to Jesus. Without one, you are safe. You don't have to go to the registry to change it. That, my, my point is, you know, I put something on Facebook last week also said, you can be a darling of people today and be a demon to them tomorrow. You are their darling today. Tomorrow. Through association. If the cup fits, just wait and get yourself ready to never forget. As you are, because this coming year, forgetfulness will not help us. But there are certain things God is going to do that He requires thanksgiving on a daily basis. Now, listen to this. Thanksgiving is a debt you owe God. A debt. You see, this thing is serious. Thanksgiving is a debt you owe God. And in a church, Thanksgiving is a debt you owe your church. Paul said to Philemon, if thou count me therefore a partner. This is answering those who say you don't owe me anything. It's in the Bible. If thou count me therefore a partner, receive him. This was a story about Onesimus and Philemon. Onesimus was working with Philemon. And one day he took off like a bat in hell again. He took off. Because he was fed up of being a slave. Serving in somebody's house. So he took off. And went somewhere. But unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately for him... He came across Paul in a city and Paul preached and he gave his life to Christ. But Philemon was still offended about how he left the church without how he left him without telling him he was leaving. So he had a bone to pick with Onesimus. So when Onesimus got saved, Paul interceded on behalf. As a matter of fact, he was told, come and pay me all the money that I bought you with. So this man was owing Philemon. So when he got saved, Paul took him on and sent this letter to Philemon saying, I'm going to pay any debts that this man owed you for leaving you prematurely. So that's where this statement comes from. So please listen. He said, if thou count me therefore a partner. So he's appealing to Philemon on behalf of Onesimus. If thou therefore count me a partner, receive him as me. So put his debt and everything on me. Receive him as myself. If he has wronged you or owes you anything, put that on my account. Then this is how he ended the statement. I, Paul, have written this with my own hand 
I will repay whatever it is he owes you. However, listen to this. Everybody say, however. Wake your neighbor and say, stay awake. Wake your neighbor. I know what I'm Wake your neighbor and tell them, stay awake. He said, however, I do not say to thee how thou oughtest even unto me, even thine, you owe me even thine own self beside. That's King James. Let's read it. Modern translation. He said, I, Paul, am writing this. Please <laughs> pay attention. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay back what he owes you. Not to mention that you yourself, who are saying somebody owes you, you owe me your very life. You owe me yourself. You are saying somebody owes you. You, your very life, the person owes you money, but you, your salvation came through this pastor. Your appointment came through this pastor. Your counseling came through this pastor. Your business came through this pastor. You owe me yourself. So for people to say, I don't owe you anything. Give me English. Is it fallacy? Is it a fallacy? Or is it delusion? Is all. You owe me your life. Listen to the final translation. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it when I come. And I won't mention that you... you <laughs> I won't mention that you owe me your very soul. Churches. Christians. Members of churches. You don't just owe God. You owe your pastors. And your churches. Your very life. Who is the one counseling you? Who prays for you? Who covers you? Who prepares, listens to God and comes to teach you? Messages whether you like it or not. Who is the one who has been there for you all this time? You all, say, some people say things like, I need to get there and read it properly from my notes. Some people say, do you owe them for life? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Church, universal across the nations of the earth, get this message. You owe your pastor for life. You owe your church for life. And I'm coming to give you the reasons. You owe God your life. Can't choose to serve him. Whether you want to serve him or you don't want to serve him. Whether you want to go or you don't want to go. Whether you don't want to tithe or you don't. It's not debatable. You owe God your life. Paul said to fight, you me, 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 your very soul, your very soul, your very life, you churches across, you owe your church, you owe God, you owe your pastors, your very, God picked you and me up when we were nobody and has cleaned us up. Look at how we look now and we say we don't owe him anything. It's delusion. We are not well, all of us, including me. We are not well. And you can't preach this softly. People, even when you are preaching it hardly, people still will do what you say or don't do it. So you can't afford to be playing with it. You owe God. You see, that's why. Who says something? Maybe who says something 148 times? And let me tell you something. I'm quoting my mother, my grandmother-in-law, my my wife's mother's 
murder. Listen to this. He said, he said, for somebody to repeat certain things that they tell you twice or thrice or several times, let me speak it in Ghana, nicer in Ghana before we translate. Something is twisted in your head. He said, if I have to repeat something to you, I tell you, don't be late. Die. Do this. Uh, win souls. Pray. Do this. Do. And I have to say it two, three, four times to you, a human being, is either you are a fool, an idiot, have no sense, or, or you are purely rude and disrespectful and insolent. Oh, that's, I'm quoting Auntie Ode. Auntie who? Auntie Ode. She said it. You don't respect. You are insolent. You are rude. Or you are a fool. Or you are an idiot. Or rebellious. Auntie Odi. Everybody say Auntie Odi. She's dead. God bless her soul. He said, does it make sense? I'm telling you, don't, don't touch this fire. Don't do this. Don't go to those places. And I've said it over. So, is either you are purely disobedient, <laughs> insolent, rude, idiot, fool, whatever, imbecile. You choose which one you are displaying now. That's what you are saying to the people. And then she will ask you, <laughs> she will ask them, which one are you displaying now? Then the woman is, the people are looking at her. So when God has said, this, 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 die. They are giving excuses. Pray. Do this, do and So, these five what are we telling God? What are we telling our churches? Pastors have to keep repeating themselves. Bishop Oedipo died, Pastor Matthew. And you see, these things are not good for churches. It's not good for the people. It's not good for them. When your name crosses a pastor's mind, you must think good things because you don't give... Look, what the Bible says about it will be unprofitable for you. It didn't say when you give pastors grief that it will be unprofitable for them. Paul said it. He says it will be unprofitable for you. So when these warnings are coming, it's not for the pastor. No, it's not. Left to me alone. People just, whatever you want to do, just do. Because you do it in your home anyway. But in the pulpit, I have a responsibility. That's why now, Dominican Republic. So if London won't catch it, Dominican Republic is running with it. And they are, I think, they are online. They are waiting for this message to spread it again. So if you won't spread it, they say, you think you don't, some of you think you don't need it. They say, we need it. Don't let God repeat himself. Because we are either saying we are, we are, either saying we are idiots. I don't, I don't want to be called an idiot or a fool or bull. Bull means bull. Ah, with a horn. Who wants to be called that? Kwasi. Onuga. I can't bull way. Mama better. Bull. Who wants to be called bull? Oh. And they finally ask, which one are you? So you are looking at her and she's looking at you. God is asking all of us. 
Which one are you? How many times must I tell you this, Bishop? How many times must I tell you this, Pastor? How many times must I tell you this, Christian? These messages are reflective messages. They are not hallelujah messages. Let's thank God. Put your hands together. Let's thank Him. I don't have any beef with anybody. I hope by now, if you've been in this church for a while, by now you understand that if I need to correct you, I can correct you personally, behind closed doors, and that I'm not afraid of you. I hope by now you understand that as a, who is afraid of their son? How can I be afraid of my biological son and not be able to correct him? I hope by now you understand that if you do something that is contrary to the ethos of this church, I have the authority to call you out in my office and correct you, discipline you, or fire you based on my authority over you here. I, so, I hope you understand that. So, just in case the devil tells you why is he saying this instead of telling us personally, I don't know your personal case. It's God who knows our case. But if I need to address you privately, I have no qualms at all. And I was also told to tell you this on Monday. I'll sit up to hear this one. Everybody watching, members of this church, members of churches, and this church, here, listen. <laughs> Some of you are sitting up. You know, when I hear, no, listen. If you are in this church, or any church, And you think that pastor is not a pastor you can respect, you can love, you can believe, you can obey his instructions. Find a church whose pastor you can respect, you can love, you can believe. The Bible says believe your prophets and you prosper. So if you don't believe the one you are sitting under, you won't prosper. So it's for your sake that the warning is coming. If you don't believe that pastor, you hate that pastor, you despise that pastor, you, you can't obey his instructions you think that's not the pastor for you, find another pastor by praying to God to tell him. And go there. And when you go there, the things you don't do in this church or that church you are in, start doing it there. Tithe there. Give everything you are not doing in the church you are in now, start doing it there because the rule doesn't change. That's the fact that you don't do it here. Doesn't mean the next church you don't have to do it. So whatever you are not doing in the church in which you are, Make sure when you leave, leave properly too. And then make sure you do your duties there. Because there is no need leaving one church and going to another church and do the same and suffer again. So everybody in any church, you can't believe the pastor anymore, you don't believe him, you don't trust him, whatever. Leave that church well, nicely, and fine. Fine. And when I say fine, I don't say Google. I say pray. Because you must be under a church that God says you must be under. You need to be careful. He said, I will give you pastors after my own heart. Be convinced and fully persuaded about the church in which you are. Whether Africa, America, Europe. I'm addressing nations. I'm an apostle to nations, not just to four walls. My calling is, I know who I am. My calling is to nations. I address 110 nations every week, four times a week on KICs. 
So, I need to do my job. And I, you can, as you can see, I'm doing it with a smile. There's no fighting. Fathers don't fight sons. It is, is, is a, is a no, no, naturally. <laughs> Fathers don't fight sons. It's a no winnable fight for the son. And I came across a scripture last week at Shiloh that just sealed everything. He said, if you come against believers, especially children of God, Isaiah 8, he said, you will be, he said, oh my God, he said, associate yourselves, fight against my people, and you shall be broken in pieces. And he says broken in pieces twice in one verse. Anybody that comes against you, a child of God, loving God, serving God, tithing, is broken in pieces by God. Know who you are. Stop fearing people. He said, fear ye not their fear. Take time to read Isaiah chapter 8, 9 to 15. He said, fear not their fear. What people are afraid of out there, when you are serving God properly and you don't forget, you shouldn't fear their fear. If you fear their fear, what they fear will come on you. Don't fear their fear. Don't fear their fear. Serve God. Love God. Stay in remembrance. Don't fear their fear. You are in this world. You are not of this world. Don't fear the fear of the world. You are a tither. What are you afraid of? Who are you afraid of? Who do you trust more? God or people? When my crisis arose, the one crisis that was put on me, my mentor said to us at this place, he said, He said, let them blow, make noise all over the place, do whatever. Boil, 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 boil. It will cool down. Where did he go? Somebody said, it's all these things are through forgetfulness. My father said, somebody said, I eat the tithe of this church. Somebody said, when they see me, they will spit on me. What the people forgot was that there's a property that they wanted for their business. Sainsbury's wanted the same business. But my prayer and my declaration got them that business. Then they said, when they see me, they will spit on me because of what they have heard people say about me. That building is still a white elephant on Portland Road till today. They lost it and it's still a white elephant till today. Because when they come against you, they are broken in pieces. And I didn't need to pray. It's a white. It's on the road. It's still there. If you are competing with Sainsbury's and you got it through a man of God statement and you forget and say you will speak on the man of God. Ladies, gentlemen, never say never. Any of you can forget. Any of us can forget. So what you need to do is pray that you don't come to a place where you forget. That's what you should be praying. All of us must come to a place where we don't forget. 
There are people who say to churches, I do not owe you anything. <laughs> do I have to be grateful and thankful forever? Look at even the attitude. Paul said, you owe me your very life. Let's begin to round up. Listen. As we end this year, lift up your head. Ask yourself, who counseled you when you got saved? When you joined this church or the church in which you are? These are the things that sometimes you need to sit down and look back. Who counseled you when you got saved and joined the church? Ask yourself. Everybody ask yourself this question. Who arranged your premarital counseling for you? As a matter of fact, even there are some people in this church who they married, the recommendation was from the pastor. Should I marry this person? I praying about it and I think by the by the leading of the spirit. Okay. So even somebody who considered you to marry you, the counsel and, and recommendation came from their pastor. You forgot it. officiated your wedding. That's the funny one. Everybody who has left churches, including our churches, whose weddings were officiated by the pastor who said, this pastor is now this, and this pastor is now that. You know, the funny side of it is, I am in the wedding picture. I am in the video. Everywhere you pass, I am in the DVD. I went, I, I walked through the aisle. I know, you walked through the aisle, and I met you in front. And I said to you, who gave this person in marriage? And you said, I do. Then I conducted the whole wedding. And you said, before you take pictures with others, you want to take it to me. The whole wedding was videoed. Including me. And the pictures, I mean it. On the high, you put me on the high table next to you with your wedding dress and your three-piece suit which you bought. I mean, which you bought. I'm trying to make it clinical and, you know, as possible. I am in all the pictures. So, since when did the person who officiated your wedding, since when did he become a devil? Since when did he become wicked? Since when did he become a pastor that nobody must ever sit under his ministry? Look, when you go on Facebook, look out for this guy. There's a pastor called Kelly Young. Oh dear. Every day he puts things that people are doing to pastors on the over, over 20 times. Several times. I say, hey, somebody so fast. I am so, so, uh, go to your album, remove my picture from the middle of your picture and take your video to the video place and cut out everywhere my face is since i'm that terrible i was qualified to officiate your wedding counsel you take pictures with you take videos with you do all that but what happened Everyone, over 200, over 500 people's weddings were officiated in this church since the church began. My face is there. And I'm in the videos. What makes people do that? 
forget. Let's carry on. Today God just told me to remind you of certain things so that as we're ending this year, you don't end ungrateful. You and I don't end ungrateful. It's important we remind ourselves of these things. Because we forget too soon. Somebody has to do this difficult job. Fortunately, I have that responsibility and I have the anointing for it. I have the anointing for it. Since you knew me, I've never checked for my responsibility as an apostle who sets in order the things that are out of order. Others are called to do evangelism. Others are, this is my, my own. To set churches in order. Not just one church. Himself that way, come across as if Bishop is fighting somebody. Yeah. We are fighting. Forgetfulness is a spirit. It's an evil spirit. It's a foul spirit. Who forgets such things? It can't be normal. So, who officiated your wedding? So let's not even go higher to heaven. Let's stay here. Who officiated your wedding? Who was there at the theater? And the maternity ward. When you were, contra- you were contracting. Suffering contractions. And pain. And when your waters broke. Who was there? It was Mama B. As obviously we can go there and see that. Oh, men who faint. When my son was being born. I, how I gathered courage to look at everything. Holy God. Men can see those things. So. Who was there? It was your your resident pastor or your pastor's wife in your church. When your waters broke and she helped you push your babies out and when your babies were being delivered, who baptized you? Who baptized your children? Who dedicated your children? Who taught you the word all these years? Who trained you to be able to do the things that you do? Who taught you certain things in church that you are using in the marketplace to succeed? Who gave you the position and duties that you occupy in your church and on your job? Have you? How come you left that post and duty in church without saying anything and you say you don't owe that pastor the respect of telling him you are leaving? Or have left. Or are changing the sign of the, 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 the church board to your name. Or are taking your bishop to court. Who takes their bishop to court? Some of you this week, God said to say, some of you may say, but this thing doesn't apply to us. Don't do it. We have, this thing, the examples you are giving, we haven't done it. Don't say. That's why he said to say, never say never. You can do it. Because some people have an attitude. What are you trying to say? Are you trying to say we are not trustworthy? Don't have an attitude. I'm telling you. Satan. Judas was one of the twelve disciples. Trusted disciples. Bible says Judas was, Judas was always with the disciples. Then all of a sudden he decided to company with people who hated Jesus' ministry and wanted to kill Jesus' ministry. And the Bible says, because of association with those kind of people who wanted to kill Jesus, listen to what the Bible says, and Satan entered Judas. 
Satan did not enter Judas before. But because of association and not remembering forgetfulness, Satan had the opportunity to enter Judas to betray Jesus. Satan can enter you and enter me if you are not diligent. Don't believe your sin. Satan can enter any of us. Satan. Ah, there were 12 thrones in heaven. Satan was supposed to sit on one of them when everything is over. Sat, I mean, uh, Judas. Satan entered. Judas. One of the 12. You. Where are you in the 12? We are outside. If Satan can enter uh, Judas, he can enter you and me. To say we don't remember each other. So, this message calls for vigilance for all of us, including myself. I've never taken my mes- my, myself out of these messages that I'm preaching. Let's close. Who signed your official documents in this nation? Who signed your official documents? So what? So what? So what? If you sign my documents, so what? Who signed your documents? Or gave you references? Yes, that was then. But you haven't given any reference now. So, why do I owe you for life? I'm just speaking the way human beings speak. Who gave you references or stood as a guarantor? For certain things you are going to collect, a certain things, you need a pastor to stand as a guarantor for you. Who stood as a guarantor for you? For your new jobs. Who signed your passport forms? Who signed your passport pictures? Jesus. Jesus signed your passport pictures. Jesus gave you reference. He came down and gave you reference. He came to sign your passport pictures. Nana, the one I signed the other day. Did, did Jesus come down and sign it? Nana and Abuna, remember. They remember. They bought it once I signed and the people said something. So, can you imagine it between the time I signed the first and the second? They took off like bats. And are looking for me to sign it. It... Watch thyself. Every one of us, please, oh, you know, when I was preparing this message, I was coming to a place where I would even go down on my knees to beg you not to forget God and forget churches and forget pastors for your sake, not for my sake. I'm not begging you to for, for, not to forget because of me. I am begging you not to forget because of your life. It's not me. It's you. Every one of you watching and listening and in here. It's you. God will not hold me accountable for your blood after I finish these messages. The book and laser can end up in the forest, living like an animal for seven years. You don't want to turn into an animal because of forgetfulness. Let's close. It's too, it's nice and hot.
Who signed your children's passport? Naturalization. Who helped? When they were deporting you, who stood for you? How did you get your British passport? Who helped you move house? Oh, let's not even go there. Mama B's Vauxhall, the old one. I think that's why the, the car died. Oh, it's a new one. Used to carry people's uh, prop furniture and everything to their new house. They, they are the ones who said to Nana, tell Bishop we are gone. We accommodated them in our house. To today, they haven't said they have gone. How can you be that forgetful? When the Chronicles of Oral Roberts was written, he put down the names of everybody who helped his ministry become who it is and everybody who resisted him. When the Chronicles of this church is written, all your names will be there. Yeah. All your names, good or bad, will be in there. Because it's history. Judas is in the Bible, isn't it? Datan, Abiram, Korah, Ahitophel, all of them, they are there. That's the Chronicles. Yeah. It will all be there. Don't say copyright infringement. It is there. That's the history of the church. <laughs> so be careful. Maybe you don't think that far. That's why God has called some of us to point these things out to us. Every bad thing that has happened in this church, I am responsible for it. As a leader, I take full responsibility. And I also take full responsibility to correct it and make it better. That's how leaders speak. You are not responsible. I'm responsible. If I didn't taught you this, or don't remind, didn't remind you of this, and you didn't know, now you know. So when I begin to do reshuffle among the departments, don't blame me. This is the reason why. So you don't forget why you are in that position. Didn't Kitstama do a reshuffle recently? It's not only in politics. In church too. Because we must see results. So if forgetfulness makes us not see results, then we need to change it. Shout amen. Who's glad they came to church? Let's finish. Bishop, please finish quickly. Okay, let me give you this one. And we'll finish. Who prayed for you to get your first job, new job, when you lost your first or second job? Who went through your applications with you and CVs? Who helped you write your CV? Pastor Johnson has given references to over 100 people. None of them are here. What do you call that? Help you write your CVs to qualify for the job. When every time God blesses you in the church, He blesses you so you will keep the church going and testify and grow the church. Who prayed for you at the hospital? Who visited you when you were homeless? God used people, pastors, churches to do all this for you. Who sponsored your children's prom night? Mama B has sponsored some children's prom nights. And the, and the gown they wore, they wore, she bought it. Say what? You know, yeah, I'm coming to that one. Graduation gown. Some people, the person who changed their name, 
and change it back. Later on, after they left, their daughter called my wife and said, Thank you for paying for my graduation plus my graduation gowns. My wife said, Did I? You mean I paid your graduation fees and your graduation gowns? Mom, even forgot. That was the extent of things. She used to carry food to people's houses. Thank God it's over. She says she hasn't got the strength anymore. No, no more. No, 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 no. Carry food to people's houses. This woman remembers. Carry food to the, 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 those people. Drinks, food, toiletries, everything. Carry. And I used to tell her, watch your shoulder. Watch your back. How do you use your car to carry people's furniture? And they are leaving and say, tell Nana to tell. Nana, tell Bishop. So Nana called me that Saturday. This person said I should tell you they are gone. A lot of that happens in every church. But God is saying, as we enter 2022, churches, let's wake up. Let's do better. Let's remember. From night, graduation. I close with this statement. There's more. Listen, let's close. This is a statement from Bishop Oedipo this morning. What water is to fish is what thanksgiving is to God. What water is to fish that's what thanksgiving is to God to churches and pastors. Fish cannot survive without water. What water is to fish is what thanksgiving is to so when you don't thank God and don't thank churches and don't thank pastors, what you are saying is that the fish should die. That's why David said, if I forget you, O Jerusalem, may my tongue cleave to the upper part of my mouth. I close with this. That's why God said, remember. Then that's why we close with this. Listen. Everybody listen to this now. None of you should play with your tithe and your offerings. Tithe belongs to God. We stress on that a lot, not because the pastor is hungry. Their buttons are pressed. I have 21 things I do that is blood brought me where I am. God has put some very faithful people, few people who sow into my life person. Two. Actually just two. So everything else is from the things I do. I don't play with my diet. I don't play with my office. I don't play with my office. I don't play with my messages. I don't pray, play with punctuality. I don't play with prayer. I don't play with certain things because what I do is what determines who I will become in life. Tithing is non-negotiable. Listen to God. Remember, what fish is to what? What water is to fish is what what? Tithing is an act of thanksgiving. Listen to God. God speaking. Not me. God. He said, you have robbed me. So God takes tithing, not tithing personal. It's not the bishop. This bishop, since we met him, he's always talking about tithe. Always talking about tithe. 
It's the same as we talk about. The point is this. If you don't get your money matters right, everything else will fail. Because God so loved the world, He gave. Giving is a sign of love for God. So if you are not a tither, don't go deceiving people that you love God. If, this is not Bishop. This is not Pastor Matthew. This is not Bishop Oedipo. They've gone to Bishop Oedipo's church and, and it went under the basement to dig to see whether they, they, they print money. But they don't understand why the church is so rich. So let's go to the basement and find out where they are printing those fake monies. And never found it. Because that's nowhere it is. It is in the tithing. Don't let other church Christians deceive you. This thing is you. And when I say tithe, he said tithe. He said, bring ye all the tithe. And prove me now. Bishop's name is not there. Pastor Matthew's name is not there. Kenneth Copeland's name. Kenneth Copeland has given 27 private jets out to ministries. Cash. And still blessed. And you criticize Kenneth Copeland. When the Afghanistan thing happened, he took his plane for free to move people from Afghanistan back to the U.S. What did, you, what did we do? When people are criticizing men of God, I've always advised you on that point. It has nothing to do with me. Some of us, you criticize us, but the point is we don't even hear. So, don't do it. You criticize me, Genesis 12, 1 to 3 comes to play. You bless me, he blesses you. You curse me, he curses you. God curses. Watch tomorrow's message. God kills people. Not many pastors teach on this. I'm from the Oyedipo clan, the Polynesian clan, the Biome clan, Kenneth Copeland clan, Kenneth Hagen clan, Idahosa clan, Archbishop Duncan Williams clan, Otabel clan. I forgot that, I forgot that one. Dr. Otabel, somebody left his church. Otabel is a gentleman. Hello? Dr. Otabel is a gentleman, a very gentle. Is it true? Somebody left Otabel church the wrong way without telling him, just left, took off. Then later on, they arranged for him to come and see uh, Dr. Otabel to apologize. Listen to what the person said when he came. Well, I've come here to apologize, but you too, you owe me apology. I have come to, they say I should come and apologize. I have, you, you two, senior pastor, Otabel, you two owe me apology, so apologize. He said, he looked at him and said, called the secretary and said, get this person out of my office before I see him. How do you come to apologize to a father and tell the father, you two owe me apology? Don't say, I will never do these things. Just ask for mercy and grace. Somebody looked at me years ago and said, I don't like the way you use my wife for examples in the message. So I'm warning you. Somebody left our church and then they sent me a letter. The next time you follow me up, that's, you know, God told me to tell you, see me after the service. That's something I need to tell you. It's not for public consumption. But act on it immediately. They sent me a letter saying, the next time you follow me up, I will report you to the police. For harassment. Pastors follow their members up. 
whole letter, one whole page. Sorry? Oh, what's so far? You see, so when we take certain decisions, we are taking, look, when a frog comes out of the sea and says, I saw a crocodile, believe him. Ladies, <laughs> do the olelelele for me, please. Do the olelele for me. When a frog comes out of the sea and said, I said, Philly, Philly, I saw a crocodile there. Believe him. Then I look, you have seen something. When we are preaching, we have seen things in the scriptures and in life. It's not personal. I fear for you. I fear for Christians. I fear for departmental heads in churches. I fear for pastors and ministers. I fear for you. Where do you find crocodiles? In the lagoon. Eh? Call it lagoon. I say, I... I saw a crocodile there, and I'm telling you, you better believe it. When I tell you, you and I can be forgetful, believe it. Tithing, bring you all the tithe. Now, listen, this is what I was told to tell you in closing. Anytime you don't tithe, and don't tithe consistently, and don't tithe promptly, anytime you can tithe, and don't tithe, you are stealing God's money. Number two, you are saying there should be no meat in God's house. Tithing is used to sustain churches where you come. Just as taxes are used to sustain the nation. Anytime you don't tithe in the church that is there for you, you are saying the church should not be sustained. The church where I get my feed from, God's house should shut down. Because it takes our tithe to keep the church moving apart from the blessing of God. You are saying the church should shut down. That church building you come to, should shut down, red letters should be sent to the pastor, the heating and lights should go out, the landlord should kick the church out of the premises, the church should get into debt. You are saying pastors should not be paid, and they and their families should go hungry despite all they do. Because part of tithe are used to pay Levites. That's why God said in Deuteronomy, forget not the Levites. Not any, none of you in this room can preach the message I preached. No. You don't have that calling. You don't have that boldness. You don't have the anointing. I'm the only one who can do it. This is my job for which I'm paid. This is my job to save your life. How can you withhold your tithe and offering from me? My wife, as a resident pastor, for us not to be paid. You are comfortable. You are okay. But we should go hungry. And still come on Wednesdays, Fridays, Sundays. To preach. And still find ways to maintain any church building. This week they put a message on Croydon Pastors Forum. A pastor is so desperate. They need 500 pounds to survive. So they put it on the pastor's platform for all of us to contribute at least $12.99. $12.99. $12.99. What does the pastor need? £500 to survive. Why? Why should that happen to pastors? 
Why must you withhold your tithe and give when you can and give when you can or give when you want to and not give when you don't want to? But pastors in churches across nations must be there constantly. Why are they not there? You won't tithe to the generals. But when you are in trouble, you run to the generals. Does that make sense to any of us? So church, worldwide, left to me alone, I will give it to Pastor Johnson. Because yesterday, I was nearly tempted to let you. Some things were telling me in the car. I said, this guy probably can preach the message better than me. But I have the responsibility to deliver this this way. Church, Universal, House of Judah, Church, the Leaders Factory, providing leadership worldwide, Church, Universal, everywhere. Take the totality of this message. Don't leave anything out. All of it are necessary. And share it everywhere. And better still, do it. So next Sunday, when you come here and you are thanking, remember all the things I reminded you. Who did this for you? Who did that for you? Who did? And come with that thankful heart and uh, listen, listen. And with a thanksgiving seed to God. To Him, not to me. How much how much has God done for you? Why wouldn't you want to come to Him and give He said Christmas. Christmas is about Christ. So let's not make it about us. Some of us have already bought turkey. What have we bought for Jesus? Somebody has to say this. Let's not even talk. Pastor Daly said yesterday. No, no. I'm going to tell my members. They must give me Christmas present. I'm not going to go there. Just consider God. Yeah. Just consider. This week some people came to my house with provisions. Somebody brought the best food. And I gave one quarter of it out. Some of us, it's not about money. They brought 700 pounds. I gave the person 300 back and sold 100 and sold 150 into somebody else's life and I just kept 100. And what am I using it for? Offering. Look, there are things I do. So, some of us, if you accuse us of uh, financial misappropriation, God will not be happy with you. God himself will not be happy with you. So, some of these messages too, they are preached for you to go and warn those people who are infringing your life and poisoning you about churches. The threat is not on the pastors. The threat is on your life. So stay clear from those people. I think I've finished. Lift up your hands. Say, Jesus, I have heard your word. Shall we stand? Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. pray. You have heard the message. How does it apply to you? I pray that the spirit of forgetfulness will not take a hold on me. I'll pray that the spirit of forgetfulness will not take a hold of me. Lift your voice and say, I will never say never. I will never say it will never happen to me. I will never say this will never happen to me. I will never say this will not happen to me. Satan entered Judas. May he not enter me. 
May I not give Satan an opportunity to enter me through association, through forgetfulness. May I not give Satan an opportunity to enter my life. May I not be forgetful. Come on, pray. This is a personal prayer. Nobody can pray this for you. May I never become independent. May I never become critical. May I never become offended. May I never become passive. May I never become this suffer delusions and deception. May I never suffer open rebellion. May I never reach a political stage. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Father, I pray I will never become forgetful. I will never become forgetful. Mercy, grace, never to become forgetful. Grace, mercy, not to become forgetful. I pray for this congregation. I pray for other congregations. I pray for churches across the nations of the earth. Anyone suffering from the spirit of forgetfulness, we take authority. Ladies and gentlemen, bind the spirit of forgetfulness. Bind the spirit of forgetfulness. Bind the spirit of forgetfulness in your life, in your family, in your church, on your job. Bind the spirit of forgetfulness. It is the foul, unclean spirit. Father, let forgetfulness be far away from me. Negative forgetfulness, not for not remembering what God has done, what the church has done, what my pastor has done. Lord, let the spirit of forgetfulness be far away from me. Pray, somebody. This is your own prayer. Let me remember my humble beginnings. Where God picked me from. Who appointed me? Who promoted me? Who gave me that job? Who gave me that position? Who gave me that wife? Who gave me that husband? Who gave me those children? Who gave me those opportunities that I'm working in now? May I not be forgetful. 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 